All right, here we go. Episode two, part two is now here. Uh, first half of this episode was an absolute shitstorm, but that's exactly what we like. That is definitely the definition of Chump Central right there. So here we go for part two of episode two. We got over-unders to talk about, and we got some Chump Central goat and woat talk. That's going to be super controversial. All right. So here we go. We're going to kick right off into over-unders. What I'm going to give you guys is a line. I'm not going to give you a line. I'm just going to give you like a stat total, right? And it's either going to be like a team total or an individual player prop. You guys are going to be over-under. Let's start with Randy. 65 points. I'll take the under. Wow. Honestly, Honestly, coming off a 48-point performance, or was it 49? That's not like – 52. He he, – he cracked 50. Actually, he added Sam Ellinger, which I think will give him negative three. So I'm going to go under. 100%. That, that 2023 fourth rounder, that's going to be epic next year for him. Okay. All right, but here we go. First first one, we got Hardy over under 115 total fantasy points for this I'm week. Mack in the over. I'm going to say over. He's wow. Been He's been a lot of people are hammering it. the over. I'm going to also do for a 50 burger. I'm going to hit the over on this, but I also think I'm going to hit the over on 115. I do think I'm going to beat him, but I think it's going to be a shootout. So I'll give him that. All right, here's another one. Cayman, over under 120. I'm going to go over with D-Hop. And- I'm going to go over as well. I'm a little bit different here. I'm going to hit the under. I think Cayman's team underachieves. I think he had a really hot start, but I think uh, we're, we're hitting the Cayman uh, spiral. You know, Cayman's biggest rival is when week seven or eight hit comes around and he goes on like a five-game skid. Yeah. Or you could be like DJ who only wins one game every three years. Hey, man, I make my money back every year. You all can suck my dick. Oh, shit, you make your money back. Dude, the past fucking two years I've made my money back. All you chicken nuggets. And uh, I don't don't know what kind of background that is. I call bullshit on that. All right, well, we'll stack check that later. All right. All right, we got him now. We individual player prop. Russell Wilson in London, over under 15 fantasy points. Dude, they might leave Nathaniel Hackett on the tarmac there. I'm saying under. Under. I Honestly, I'm going to hammer the under on this. Russell Wilson is absolute hot garbage. I'm going to be bold and say the over. Playing Jags. And like Dude, London, games are, London games are really weird. London games are really weird. I'm gonna say the uh, over two. But you you have faith in that shit storm of an offense? Like they I don't. can't get anything. I don't, but it's going against the Jags defense, which is like it's a it, Jags defense is like decent, but like London games are extremely weird as we can Yeah, tell. I feel so. like it's either gonna be like a 13 to 6 game or like a 38 to 30 game. Steve, That's are right. you nervous about Russell? And just- oh, let's go, Rangers score. Oh no, they didn't. No. Um, excuse me, Steve. Um, Mm. Am I nervous about Russ? I think I need to start opening up my mind to bench him more weeks. Sometimes I just see his name like, oh, I can't bench Russ. But Fields has really come into his own. Um, yeah, I think I got to be more open to benching Russ, to be honest with you. So you're open to bunch of benching Russell Wilson for who, Jacoby Brissett? I don't know. Well, there I, I can't start Fields this week against Dallas. I don't think he has a good game against. Although I didn't, I thought the Patriots would kill him. They'd probably break his leg, but he, he proved me wrong. Well, we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll see. Huh? He's he's a 
or Dallas. They're they're playing Dallas. So I'm not I'm not starting field this week. And you're a grown man, Richard. All right, all right. We got another one. This is this is now for Dan. Aaron Rodgers playing Buffalo. Fifteen fantasy points. Over smash. I'm, I'm Buffalo the over. I was I'm thinking he scores twelve point two five. No, Sunday night back against the wall. Rodgers is gonna just dude. He's been back against the wall for three weeks. He's three. No, straight. but I'm telling you, that offense is broken. That team is broken. They're, I mean, that Buffalo they're, defense they're is a legit. team where you run the ball and get six, four to six yards of carry, but Aaron Rodgers calls shotgun and slings it. They don't even use Aaron Jones, their best playmaker, every game. No, I'm telling you, they're gonna. He's gonna be. They're gonna I lose. Bradley butchers Tourette. I mean, so. this year he hasn't gotten over twenty, <laughs> and he's playing Buffalo. <laughs> Is Vox sleeping? <laughs> I'm close. Oh my god! It's I'm in ready position. All right, Vox. What is? Who is your? Uh, you know, Joe. Let's go to the best and worst manager here. <laughs> so oh, we got we got one more player prop. Just because I have to jinx Duke. Josh Allen, twenty five fantasy points. Who are they playing? Oh, Packers. Uh, Packers. On the road or at home? They're home. They're at home. Ralph Wilson. Packers defense is Swiss cheese. Yeah, give me the over. I think I think he might hit it on the dot. Yeah, it'll be close. Right on the dot twenty five. He's been around the twenty five. I think I think he's going to be very little under or very little over it. I don't think there's going to be a big margin between it. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I feel like just because I jinxed them, I think I got to take the under. I think that Packers D is still pretty good though. It is. We'll see that Jair Alexander Stefan Diggs matchups gonna be they real. lost to they lost to the Jets and then they fucking followed it up by losing to the to Washington. Like why do the the idea that there's gonna be this miraculous bounce back just because the guy's name's Aaron Rodgers and he's done it before is just not really realistic. They've looked like shit, and uh, I think they're gonna continue to look like I shit because they series anytime he talks. I, I, I definitely see what Hardy's saying. I I do agree with him. Like they they've just been really struggling. I don't I don't know. Yeah, people just are saying it's Aaron Rodgers is going to bounce back, but he hasn't looked like himself whatsoever this year. But I'm sure Dan is just absolutely fuming right now about that. But I I want to add to Dan's uh, over under. What about like over under thirty with uh, Rodgers and Jones combined? Combination. Um, uh, if it's thirty, I'm taking the over on that. I take the over because Aaron Jones is just a Beefcake, aka beefcake, dude. That guy. He's really, he's, he's, it's it he's so bad. He's so versatile. He's so versatile. He catch the ball. He's a receiver. And yet, what do they do? Throw it to Amari. Hardy just goes, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve. Yo, you might not take what I say seriously, but when Alave fucking guts your team, you're going to fucking take that seriously <laughs> while you cry and watch your stupid fucking hockey like you're some kind of sophisticated guy. Your team's going to get smoked. You're going to cry like a child. And then I'm going to do it again every year for as long as this league goes on with everyone piling on as your team has no backing, no future, no morale, and you have no class as a manager. And you're going to be taken down in the fucking end. Marty, I beat you week one. You know that, right? Or does your brain not go that far? The past doesn't matter. I'm seriously carrying 
a solid record in a time where I'm thinking about the future. So I don't want to hear about week one. But you'll probably celebrate that for the next 10 Party, years. I hope you don't win a fantasy game for fucking 10 years. Well, that's a nice wish, now, but it's not really. Now that Hardy's like that. here, I think we do have to address this. Hardy, can you tell? What do you do at night? What do you do? <laughs> I love that. I'm really, I'm not going to acknowledge Steve for the remainder of this podcast. Are you on like page 71 of Pornhub or something? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing while I sit here podcasting about fantasy football. Epic. (laughs) Hardy, I got to ask, dude, because this came up yesterday in episode one. Your trade strategy, is it on purpose or you just don't check it? um, Is it fair to say that Hardy is the Jeffrey Tubin of this group chat? Who who is Jeffrey Tubin? (laughs) Who He's is the guy that? who got caught jerking off on Zoom and his thing is company <laughs> meeting. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. No, it's, it's, it's... <laughs> wait, and that's that's only if we can confirm he's on page seventy-three of Pornhub. Seventy-one. Yeah, seventy-one. I mean, sorry, seventy-three is where it gets weird. Seventy-one. Right, well, let's get to this, Hardy. What is the trade cool. strategy when you when you negotiate with someone and and you take like about two weeks? Is that on purpose? Yeah, entirely. It's entirely intentional. No, it's not. If, okay. Yeah, no, if I really like you or respect you as a person, like, I'll definitely respond to your shit in a timely manner. Like, you can ask anybody who I actually fucking respect. I will definitely text you back. So if I'm not texting you back, there's probably a reason. Oh, good. All right, Joe, next topic. Perfect. All right, yeah, we, we got it because we got to get to the big topic now. All right, so we got two things to talk about. The first thing is the Trump Central goat talk and then Trump Central woke. Let's start with the goat. So I came up with some categories that we've calculated over the years. This is since 2014. Thank you, Steve, for collecting this data. Okay, so in terms of wins, Dan is the one on top with 58 total wins. In terms of championships, uh, Sean has two. Although yeah, I that's like that's one and a half. Though. One and a half. In terms Vodka. of second place finishes, Vok and Steve are tied with two. Um, third place finishes, Noah and Dan are tied with two. Uh, but there's a lot of good managers in our league, a lot of good football minds. Um, I don't know. What do you, who do you guys think is the GOAT of the Chump Central League? And do you just look at it as just chips or is it everything combined when, when you come up with it? You do have to take everything into consideration, but it does come down to chips. Look at it. I know, you know. Um, I think the league's very top heavy. <laughs> Steve's like, yeah, I'm at the top. I'm looking down. Like, I was going to say, Steve, are you at the top? Well, I'm not saying, but I am not saying I'm yeah, at the we top. Do this? Have, we, have we do like a Mount Rushmore or something? I'm not. Let me finish. <laughs> Stop, Steve. I never said I was at the top, but I think we have a lot of very common bottom dwellers. Bottom dwellers. Bottom feeders, yeah. Same bottom, thing. bottom dwellers, bottom feeders, same shit. I, I guess we'll we'll go person by person. I guess I'll kick off this discussion. I think the goat of Chump Central is Dan, and it's not uh, because of championships. It's just because of consistency. Because of his defense. No, like in all honesty, Dan consistently. I know that Dan is always going to find himself in the playoffs. He's always going to get around seven, eight, nine wins, like every single year since we've been doing redraft dynasty always finds himself somewhere in the mix every time. Like there's some guys that like go off one year and then suck another year. But like, if you look at the data, like Dan is like peak consistency. So like, if I had to pick a goat, I'm picking Dan. I appreciate uh, it. 
all right. So Dan, you got it. Who do you think is the goat? Um, you know, honestly, I, I might, I might live to regret this decision that I'm about to say, but my personal <laughs> goat honestly is a toss up, but I think I'm gonna have to go with Steve. I think, you know, I, I really do. I think he's shown a lot. He's, he's consistent as well. Um, you know, he does make, he did make some interesting moves back when we were drafting, you know, you saw him getting like sleepers in the third or fourth round. But, uh, you know, nah, fuck let's you. not forget redraft 2013 or 14. Eddie Lacy was a second overall pick and he was about he one. Was consensus top three pick, though. Not, he was consensus. You're not letting me finish. Well, thank you. All right. That's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> or Cordell Patterson. I'm not denying that was a bad pick. Listen, I'm the first one. I'm not tooting my own horn here. So maybe that was like dirty. Guys I, let, let's let Dan finish. I did That's interrupt. Her. I think, yeah. Oh. yeah, keep uh keep pumping my tires, Dan. Keep going. All right. Well, now, now you get mad at me because I'm deflated like Tom Brady deflated. I, I really I, I'm just joking with you. I don't think you're the goat. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. Oh, let's go. That was a sexy goal. All right, anyway, That's um, what I, I said. really have a go. I mean, I think honestly, yo. Not judging Dynasty because Bach is going with the rebuild, but he has had two championships and he's pretty consistent. So, not judging because, like, you know, the redraft, the Dynasty, you have a different, approach, a different approach to it. So, I think Bach for me. All right, Steve, who do you think? Like I said, if I, if I had to pick one, I would say Bach. But I think there's that's two. I would say there's a top four. I think it's. Canyons, Vok, Dan, and myself. I think, and I think there's like, I mean, before we expanded to 10, I mean, 12, I mean, you had some guys that were just sitting at the bottom for years. Like, why do they even bother just coming back? They were just donating for years on end. So I think there's a consensus top four, but like Sean, Jake, I mean, you could say Jake's a good manager too, but. Their first trip together is kind of up in the air. But like I said, I think it's a top four, but a lot of bottom dwellers that are more widely agreed upon. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Vok, what do you think, Doc? You you have two votes as you're the GOAT. So what do you think now? Honestly, I do think it's myself. I got two first places, two second places. And then since we went to Dynasty, yeah, I've been the worst team. But while all you guys are going one way, you got to be different. So that's what I'm doing. I'm the one being different. He's zagging, baby. He's zagging. Classic Met fan. I got all these picks. Like, that's it. No one else is collecting all these picks. You but, say, well, I, I have a, like a kind of a rant to go on here. Not a rant. I want other people's opinions. Or I guess Vok too. But when you have all these picks, do you think of like how many cuts you're going to have to make and how many like you have so many firsts and seconds to the point where, like, your thirds don't even, like, some of your seconds won't even matter because all the cuts you're going to have to make. We'll see what happens. Me being the best manager and all, I'll figure out a way. <laughs> I think he's going to sell off these assets. I think there's going to be a huge fire sale towards the end of the year because there's going to be desperate managers. You can just tell. Well, I'm just genuinely asked. No, it, it's, a good, it's a good question for sure. We hey. play it by ear here. All right, let, let's go to let's go to Diz, and then we'll go to Duke. All right, so Diz, I'm just going to 
say it, 2019, that was probably one of the greatest comeback stories ever when you won the chip. I don't know if that's enough for you to call yourself the GOAT. But Outside no. of those eight games, he's the worst manager here. Actually, <laughs> Steve, wait till the segment let, let the man speak. Let the man speak. <laughs> All right, Stevie, I can, I can tell you're on dick to begin this. <laughs> you fucking asshole. Um, I'd probably have to say Dan, honestly. The consistency is there every year. That's all. That's all that needs to be said. Steve's just a bitch. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Consistency, Dan. All right, Duke, who's the GOAT, dog? You just came off a chip yourself, and you're, you're looking like you might win another one. That's the hope. But the thing is, you got to take in consistency. But at the end of the day, when I look at this trophy, I, I see Vox name twice on there. That's really it. And he, we're playing Dynasty. He knows what we're playing. He has all those picks. He owns like 70% of the first round in this upcoming year. Like he's in it for the long haul. Like he knows what he's doing. So I'm going to have to go back on this one. I know Dan, Dan's consistent every single year. He always finds himself in a winning position. But at the, at the end of the day, it comes down to championships. And I, I'm going to put Bach on there. Appreciate you, Duke. Um, all right. And then our last guy, Hardy. Hasn't been in the league that long. There's only a second year. But Hardy, from what you've seen, who is your goat of Trump Central? What do we play for? We play for rings. We play for rings. I'm going with Bach. Surprised you how to count that high. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Steve, you talk a lot of shit for a guy whose only trade strategy is to try and package absolute garbage <laughs> and make the argument that people are going to have to make cuts down the line. When they have a ton of draft capital they can actually use to benefit their team in a Hardy. number of ways. They have players that – no, you can't just make a face and Hold say on. you're wrong because you're I a fucking idiot. Wide receiver shut, nine shut on mouth. your roster. For two seconds, shut your mouth. And wide receiver you nine. bring nothing to the table in any deal you attempt to execute. I mean, you have such a terrible strategy to really criticize anybody else. I really just – every time you open your mouth, I'm just like, he can't say one more thing that's just total bullshit. And then he fucking that you outdo yourself over and over again. It's just, it's just, it's pretty incredible. Hardy. I, I think what we got to do, if any Hardy and Steve trade, it has to be aired out to the league. Because we got to see if these are actually bad or Hardy. I'm, I'm actually uh, I, I want to see the text that go Lamar. back and forth. He could give me Lamar Jackson for three. Hey, no, Steve, 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 may I say one more thing? You know, it's well, interesting for you to ask what I do at night considering I know what you do at night because you send me an influx of text messages with a chain no, no, long no, no, enough no. where I have no, a legitimate no. case for a restraining order. Okay, so Hardy. that's what you're doing oh, every yes. night. While my alerts are no, hitting no, and I'm no, living no, my no, life. No, no, no. no he does bring you. up a point. Remember no, the restraining okay, order? Okay, let, let me rebuttal. Let me rebuttal. Let me rebuttal. That was rebuttal. one time for one trade. And mind you, he fucking smoked me on that trade, by the way. Blew me out of the water. Ever since, all I do is, hey, Hardy, what's up? How you doing? How's life? And I still, I go, when are you available? Let me know when you're free. I'll be free at eight. Text. Steve, Nothing. you send me and the same go, deal hey, Dan, over and hey, over again. Have you heard from I, Hardy? I said no the first time, hey, Dan, I said up? no the thousand Okay, times. I'm going to text Hardy. Hey, Hardy, no response. Can <laughs> I give him a call? Hang up on the first ring. Bro, my stance on this one particular deal, I mean, it's not going to change. You can't just send the same deal over and over. Was it Was it, or was it not true, hold on, that at one point you guys were in trade negotiations and Steve was sending you so many texts, Hardy, that you, and I quote, 
I need to get a restraining order. He's like a crazy girlfriend. Is that true? <laughs> that was a year ago. But I, you admit it. You did do sure. it, though, right? Sure. Because did you? <laughs> did admit it. Hold on. When you do the thing is, once you get an answer from him, it's so key to actually keep him going, or else you're toast. And you know that. Don't lie. You know that. Moving That's on. Strategy. Moving That's on. what he said. There's strategy. Yeah, we're done with this. I'm never trading with him ever again. <laughs> okay. All right. So we're moving on to the next topic. We got the Trump Central woke worst manager of all time like steve said there have been some bottom feeders for many years in our league um i'll just name the bottom win leaders because i'm not going to count dj and hardy but brian has the lowest win total with 34 followed by landy with 38 sean with 42 and then it's noah emmerich and vok tied with 44 but i mean i'll give i'll give vok a pass on this one he's been rebuilding all right so worst of all time i mean I'll be completely honest. If Diz never won in 2019, I think I'd pick him as the worst manager, but there's absolutely no question. Brian Danoff, no matter how good he makes his team, he somehow finds a way to lose every single season. I pray for that kid. I cannot believe he still plays fantasy football with us. Yeah. He, I mean, at least you kind of just feel bad for him. Yeah. But I, mean, I can't believe he's not. I think one thing we can all agree on is I can't believe he's not running away with this league. Well, I, I also think the deciding factor for Brian, you know, like some like Hardy were in the league for this, but no, I love the kid. Um, but that Justin Blackman pick when the dude wasn't even playing, I mean, that was <laughs> that was one of the worst draft picks probably ever, other than Taco Serena Williams. I mean, that was I mean, I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he was working, I don't know what he was doing. He, he hit a Vok with the zig and zag uh, uh, maneuver there. Well, everyone zigs and not, doesn't take him because he's not playing. Brian says, you know what? I'm going to outsmart these guys. I'm going to take a player that's not – You might be in jail. I don't even know. <laughs> so I, I don't I even know what Justin Black is doing these days. Like I mentioned before, I think without Landy's seven-game win streak or eight-game or whatever it was, he'd by far be the worst manager. Wow. What, what, all right, what makes this the worst? Take a – like – These trades – done besides that one chip? Yeah, it's true. Has he even made the playoffs or made, hit the podium? I don't think so. I don't know. I'd have to look back. Besides and see that, that one run. Data, but... So let's let's say he goes 500 the rest of that season. That gives him the, the lowest win total and no chips and never even made the podium. But that's a what if, Stevie. I'm just saying. You're not wrong. It's yeah. a huge what if because it happened. Landy went on that streak. End of the day, he's got the same amount of chips as Yeah, I was like, Landy has the same amount of titles as Steve. <laughs> no, I know, but I made the championship three times. And you only have one. And you only have one. I, under, I understand that, but I'm – how many times have you made the playoffs? It doesn't matter. When I got there, I won. Fair point, fair point. Yeah, he does have a good conversion rate on the playoffs. The other thing is Brian, <laughs> I don't think he's just, ever made the playoffs. You know, Landy, Landy, with these no, trades. Brian says he made the playoffs in like 2013 on CBS. 2013? So he's been on a drought. Dude, kid is worse drought than the Irish potato famine. I mean, too, this kid cannot. All right. Uh, Dan, who do you think is the worst manager of all time in this league? I mean, Brian has to be. I mean, with the Justin Blackman move. I mean, I love the kid. Uh, 
I mean, Landy has that title, but I do happen to agree with Steve and some of the trades you're making, Landy. You know, they are not only head scratchers. I rip my hair right off my head. I had to take Landy's last good player before someone else did. Who, Sam Ellinger? <laughs> no, no, that's Steve. Oh, no, you gave him Sam Ellinger. Oh. You know, I do, I do respect Landy, but I just don't know about the trades that have been happening, Landy. Like, what's going through your head? I mean – are you taking shots before you do it? Are you drinking Dayquil? I, I just don't know. No, I mean, I'm just, I'm just going with the flow. Hold up. What's the flow? There ain't no flow. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You asked Randy why he made the trade. He goes, I don't care. I don't care. With a period, dude. A period. Put that on a, a T-shirt. Wear that the rest of the year. All right, Vok, who do you think is the worst manager of all time? I mean, that's tough. I don't. I don't know if we have like a clear cut guy. I think you got. We may have found the top two for it with Brian and Landy. Uh sample size is too small with Hardy and DJ. So I think you could make a case for both Brian and Landy, and Honestly, can't really disagree much. To be honest with you, he won five straight games and lost for a fucking year plus. Mm-hmm. DJ, I oh, mean, yeah. I know he just joined what about, League. What about, what about Kamen? Kamen, like the guy, the guy is, managers for the first four or five games, and yeah. then it's just, it's just oh. a shit. Yeah, Kamen hasn't won anything. He hasn't won a chip. I feel bad because took Doug Martin. And after he hits like week six, he just like forgets like what football is about. Yeah, I feel like if Kamen was more into it, he'd definitely be pretty good because he does have some football knowledge. It's just he checks out after week six and then, you know, shit hits the yeah, thing. He yeah, never finishes on the bottom, but he's never in the playoffs either. Yeah, he, he's he's middle of the pack. He's consistent middle of the pack. All right, Duke, who do you what think is Kamen on that? What is Kamen on that win-loss? Uh... Kamen has 44, and Kamen has two third-place finishes. Oh, okay. Uh, he, he's not bad. He's middle of the pack. Duke, what do you think? Worst manager of all time. I think Vok had it pretty spot on. But at the same time, like Landy has as many chips as I do, as you do, as Dan does, as Steve does. Like, like it's a huge factor. Like, it comes down, like, like Noah does, like, finish middle of the pack, if not make, like, the, the playoffs. I'd say not most of the time, but I'd say he does He does do it. Um. I just don't think we have a clear cut. I don't. I think that's fair. Yeah, Landy and Brian are, are pretty much the consensus. A little sprinkling of Noah. All right, Hardy. Who do you think is the worst manager of all time? Now, you you could take a couple routes here. You could give us the honest answer, or you can give us what I think you're going to say. I'm not going to say what you think I'm going to say. Okay. I'm going to say that in the sample size I have, I would be a fool and not say Brian only because his team is absolutely stacked and he's not seven and up. Um, but I think if we're going off of maybe the approach in general, as far as where your team stands and how much you're trying to rebuild. Yes. Yeah, Steve, keep making your fucking faces. I'm not even going to say you, but I'm going to say that there are certain metrics where cannons, I think you could be regarded the worst manager because there's no, there's no fluid pace to any of the deals you make. It's so sporadic and your team really doesn't have an identity. 
I kind of agree with that. You go between rebuild. You went between <laughs> rebuild and compete now. Rebuild, rebuild, compete now. I think like Joe's six frozen. times over the offseason. Yeah, but look who he has. He's fucking Burrow and Herbert. Me and Steve agreeing. I'm going to screenshot to mark this day in history. No, I kind of do agree. Now he's, <laughs> Think about now this. he's in win he now. Herbert and Burrow, and he literally got them for, like, literally nothing. For scrap. Like, Wait, so, Hardy, you think every single move I make is just, like, I just do it? Like it's just no totally random. You just you just look at your team and you're just itching to get something done, and you just jump to make all of these moves that don't really add up. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna refute that, Hardy. I'm second all time in wins in this league. I know how to win, and I'm four and three. I went from zero and three to four and three. I'm not to be five and three after I beat your ass this week. Well, to be fair, to, to be fair, you know, I think Joe, like, yeah, you're second in wins. You're not the worst man, Joe. Makes I have a close, but. You know, I think you do get lucky, you know, like as Steve's great line, you throw shit at a wall and it sticks. It does. Yo, Joe, please share the full burrow deal with Sean. What was the deal? Full burrow deal with Sean. I'd like to talk about that too, because I think Landy gave Sean the only deal that actually makes his team competitive for the next two or three years. And Sean, for some reason, won't take it. He gave away burrow for Tua, a backup running back. And who else was it? Uh, the trade was Burrow for Tua, J.K. Dobbins, Jacoby Myers, yeah. and Jalen Warren. All right, I'll talk about that trade, okay? So at the time, Joe Burrow had just come off a game where he threw four interceptions, and Sean wanted to ship them to me. So we had a couple of negotiations. Originally, he wanted CeeDee Lamb, kept countering. thing is, he has Chase, though. Like, that's an ultimate stack. That's arguably the best stack in fantasy. I think he should 100% take the deal that Landy gave him, without a doubt. Well, he should have, but hold on, because the deal I made with him, that following week, Tua put up 38. Two weeks later, Dobbins put up 20. Okay, Jacoby Myers has been a consistent, what, top 15, top 20 wide receiver? So, in hindsight, it's not a horrible deal. If he kept Joe Burrow, is he winning games? No. It's just the fact of Joe Burrow. I I think that the Waddle, the deal you just made with Landy is worse than that one. Listen, I, I send these offers. I don't click except for them. They see something that I don't. Yeah. like so, yeah. You know, I do think that Sean would have never been in this situation if he never traded McCaffrey, Evans, Kelsey, all the way to Brian, which I don't, I don't think it would have ever happened. He would have still had Burrow, still had Chase. He would have had a playoff contender. You know, but I sent the offer. The big thing with him, that deal, is I countered a bunch of times. He wanted Lamb real badly. And I just put my foot down like I'm not giving up CeeDee Lamb because that was when Lamb wasn't doing well and people were like, oh, I can get him for cheap off Joe. Like, I'm not going to sell him for cheap. So it just, it just worked out that way. I don't know. Lamb, Lamb still performed too with Cooper Rush. He was putting up arguably even better numbers with Cooper Rush than he did Dak he was. Yeah, and honestly, the, the week after I made that trade and Tua put up 38, I thought it was screwed because – yeah, dude, then Tua died. Yeah, so then you went to Lamb. Yeah, listen, I'm not going to predict Tua dying. I mean, he put up 38, and I was like, fuck it, I just lost that trade. Because I could have just had Tua. I could have kept everyone. Right? I didn't predict that so Dominic was going to die again. I didn't predict Tua was going to die. I didn't think Jacoby Myers was going to be as good as he was. You know? I don't think it was yeah. a horrible trade. Let me ask you a question. Would you rather have Burrow now or have kept Tua because you now have Waddle? Oh, Burrow. No nice. question. No, why do you think I traded for him? Dude, and then he traded for Waddle and he gave up. Oh, 
Yeah, I think the Waddle trade's way more lopsided than that one. Me too. Probably. You got because you got Jacobs too. You paired like you didn't downgrade a single position. All right. Well, you know what? You have the other man in here. So Diz, why don't you explain why you made yeah, that trade? Did, uh, what was running through your goddamn? Oh, he did leave. And he's not in. Oh damn it! He probably had to go drink. What, what was running through my mind? No, no. Like, like you go accepted. That's what fuck is going through. Hold on. When when he. So you offered that, correct, and he just accepted it? Yeah. So were you like, fuck yeah, like, I'm smashing that shit? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Every trade I make, I have a thought process, and Hardy thinks I don't. And he probably sees I have no picks, and he's like, this guy's an absolute moron. No. The thing is, I have a team that can compete now, but I have a team where if this team falls apart with injuries, they're still young enough to still recoup value, and I can always sell them, or I can just keep them and ride this team out for three to four years. There's a plan. I have no guy except Robert Woods that's over 26. I'm I on. guarantee you trade two or three of your young studs by the end of the year. You know what? I might. You never know. If exactly. Vok comes knocking on the door and says, you know, you know what? I don't like this 2023 class. You want a couple firsts? Fuck, I'll make some trades. But, Hardy, I have a plan. There's always a plan. I mean, Burrow could be good forever. So that's a pretty big piece right there. It's true. You shouldn't be talking, though. You gave me Javante Williams for chips, and you gave me CeeDee Lamb for two firsts. That was a joke at the time. But you did make a couple bad trades with me. Early on. You know what? Everyone does that. Shit happens, but – It happens, yeah. I mean, if you're competing year in and year out, do what works. But, I, you know, it's alarming the lack of, uh, of capital. You know what? The next pick I'm going to have is a 2026 first with Arch Manning in his class. So and I guarantee you he doesn't make that pick. <laughs> How much you want to bet I'll keep that first? How much you want to bet? I'll bet, 50, <laughs> I'll bet $50. I don't trade that first rounder for four years. For four years? I'll take, that's a free $50, you kid. Yeah. No, if you think so. Joe, if I if someone offered you an offer you couldn't refuse, you do not have the self discipline to hold on a draft to a draft pick if your life depended. I don't, you know, but you you never know. And you got to wait three plus years to make that pick. You're not going to trade one piece for over three years. Listen, I've built a reputation where I don't think anyone wants to trade with me unless they rate me. So I don't think I've been making any trades recently. So I don't know. We'll see. All right, we got about like four minutes Wait, left. I want to ask a question. You wanted, I'm I'm shocked you gave me Palmer for Acres. Yeah, I'll take a risk on Acres. I need running backs. I, I don't really need Palmer. I think he's doing it to fuck with you. That's no, because idea. listen, what way? I'll tell you rationale for that. Trade that. Let's, let's say Acres gets traded to a team by week nine. If, and if Acres gets traded, lineup. you know, I'll I'll take that. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see he it. He thinks he's going to the CFL. I don't think that's right. Dude, the kid's bust. He'll be driving for Pizza Hut in two weeks. Steve, the way you talk about Acres, like leading up to this season through the first couple of weeks, you think the guy's Deion Sanders, and all I continue to see is the guy getting his ass handed to him week in and week out. He sucks. Hold on, hold on. Now you did I hype up Cam Acres in the off season. You did. What happened? You did hype up Cam Akers in the offseason. I think everybody did, though. Not everyone. There's some people that were very skeptical of that Achilles. Fair. But I don't think I was out of this world 
Hardy's acting like I asked for like a first rounder for Acres. First off, you did once to me. When? Uh, like over in the off season, I was like, I wanted Cam Akers, and I had like a, a late first or something like that. And you're like, I'll take the late first. But I'm first. I'm saying to his offers. I don't know what you offered Hardy. I I literally yeah. wanted you. You want to know what I wanted? I'll fucking say it. Chris Olave, Nico, Nico Collins, the guy treated him like he's worth a zillion dollars. He's 23 years old. Hardy, Nico Collins. What, you think Nico Collins has any value? Who, who is Nico Collins starting over on Hardy's team? Wide receivers, please tell me. Nobody. I mean, it's, it's called depth. depth. Honestly, Steve, I don't think anyone <laughs> What did you say, Dan? I don't think anyone wants to deal with it. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I was watching right now. Your speaker's wild right now. Was that Steve or me? No, that was Steve. Okay. Yeah, fuck you, Steve. All right, so we got about a minute 30 left. If anyone wants to have any last remarks before we wrap up the episode two of the Chump Pod. I think we just leave it to Stephen Hardy to wrap this up. Yeah, Stephen Hardy, wrap it up. I I, I got nothing. Who's I everybody? Hope guys, I hope you guys end in a one to one tie this week. <laughs> be epic. Stephen, I, I think our matchup is going to be good. Me and Hardy, we'll, we'll see. It, I mean, obviously, it's going to kick off early with Thursday with Lamar and Bateman and uh, and Leonard. But you know, you we'll see. Bateman? Well, he's questionable right now, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I might have to start Isaiah McKenzie. And just pray for me at that point. That's tough. But, all right. This was Chump Central Podcast, Episode 2, Part 2. Thank you all for tuning in. We will be back with another pod. Oh, wait. Actually, there's one more thing. Oh, you got it, Commissioner Dan. Uh, Commissioner Dan. Here we go. Eric, Eric would like to come on next week and be our first guest. Look at that. First guest, Eric Dworkin, the legend, will be joining the show. You don't want to save it for rivalry week when Cannons and I go head to head? We can bring oh. him back to that. You can be recurring, returning guest. All right, but we, we will see Eric next week. Until then, chumps, be well. Yeah, fuck you, Hardy. Good night. Good night, Steve. I hope you I feel, feel better you tomorrow. Too, Joe. Tomorrow's a new day, buddy. <laughs>